everyone, my name is G2, and you guys already know why you're here, but before I get you guys into the midweek uh, breakdown episode, I do want to mention one thing. Um, I will not be giving you guys a Saturday and Sunday episode this week. I kind of have something to take care of. It's kind of important to me that I take care of this, but just want to give you guys a update and let you guys know that I will not be giving you guys a Saturday and Sunday episode, but do know there is a whole slither of backlog of episodes. If you're new to this podcast, I have 300 episodes in the tuck. Not a matter of fact, not even in the tuck. It's just literally an archive that you can just look back and listen to if you are new to this podcast. But if you have been with me since the beginning and you probably missed some episodes because I know you have, um, you can go and look back and just listen to those as well. But again, I will not be here with you guys Saturday and Sunday, but I will be back. Trust me. Now, with that being said, Let's get you guys into the midweek episode. Hello there, my silly gooses. Welcome back to another edition of the Midweek Breakdown presented by My Two Cents Podcast, hosted by G2. I am G2. I'm here to talk to you guys for about a good 10 to 15 or even 20 minutes about any and everything. Today, being 4th of July, well, as I'm recording this, um, I hope everybody had a great 4th of July, and um, yeah, let's just get right into it. Um, I want to give my condolences to people that lost their lives this past weekend, and also on Monday, because stupid idiots are continuing to shoot up places for absolutely no reason. The first one I want to talk about is the Sunday Baltimore shooting. A 18-year-old girl was found dead at the scene, and a 20-year-old man was taken to the hospital where he ended up dying. Uh, three injured people were said to be in critical condition and 30 people were injured. Now, at the time of this recording, the person who did this uh, Baltimore shooting is still at large. They do not have uh, they don't have any information on who the person is. So people at the block party probably might know who the person is. They just probably want to handle that themselves or they probably don't and just probably one random person. Those the only way I can see it. But I don't understand people just going and shooting up a random party or shooting up a party that people are having. If people are enjoying themselves and having fun, I don't understand why people want to go over there and start shooting up a a fun occasion now. Obviously, we have haters out in this world, so someone could just be a hater for that exact reason just to be a hater. But it just doesn't sit right. Whenever you see someone having fun at a party and now you just want to ruin it in in the midst of ruining it, you're killing people at the exact same time because of what you probably didn't get an invite, what they probably shut you down until you get out of here. I don't know what it is. Again, there's nothing for this right now. The uh, suspect is still at large, but again, I do want to wish my condolences to the families that lost loved ones because of a stupid idiot shooting up a party that let's be honest, they just probably weren't invited to. And then we had another shooting that happened on Monday, which was uh, in Philadelphia, as this was covered by the Associated Press. Five people were end up dead, and two people would end up being arrested. A gunman wearing a bulletproof vest opened fire on the streets of Philadelphia on Monday night, seemingly at random, killing five people and wounding two boys in the latest outbreak of gun violence in the United States, police said. The shooting took place over several city blocks in the southwestern neighborhood of Kingsings responding officers chased the suspect as he continued to fire and he was arrested in an alley after surrendering. No connection was immediately known between the victims and the shooter. Officers were flagged 
at about 8.30 p.m. and multiple calls of shots fired came in from Kingsings, police found some gunshot victims and as they were attending to them, they heard more gunfire. The suspected shooter was identified as a 40-year-old man. A second person was also taken into custody who may have returned fire at the suspect, but police do not know whether there was a connection between the two people. Now, of the five people that were killed in this incident, three of the dead were between the ages of 20 and 59, while the fourth person, who has not been identified yet, has been estimated to be around 16 and 21, and the fifth victim was a person in his own home who was 31, and all of these individuals were male. Two of the victims that were hospitalized are boys in their ages between 2 and 13, but they're in stable condition. Uh, the police chief would let the Associated Press know this. So, we have another incident here that should not have happened. Again, I don't understand why people got to shoot up a festive uh, situation. It's freaking 4th of July weekend. People are out there to have fun. People are out there just to do their business. You had a block party on Sunday, and this one, which just happened to be a random uh, Philadelphia street shooting, they say it's random. It probably could have been something else, but I don't understand it. I think everybody would just want to have a good time when it's 4th of July weekend or just a holiday weekend in general. Because we're already living in crazy times, you would think you would just at least want to take a break and breathe in the flowers, but that's not the case sometimes with a lot of people. A lot of people like to cause uh, chaos and just misery for other individuals. But we'll have to wait and see what happens. Hopefully they identify the 40-year-old man and we get a name out. Because at this time of the recording, as I said, um, they don't have a name at least available for the man. But... More information will come out, and when it does, more likely on Sunday, I'll bring it back to you guys. Now on to the next story that I do want to talk about. It's the um, roller coaster that, if you haven't seen the video, there was a father that recorded a roller coaster ride at Carowinds in North Carolina, and apparently it's one of the biggest roller coasters around, and he saw that there was a crack in one of the support beams, and it's been there. As you could tell from the video, the crack was already there, but as the ride was going with passengers on it, you could just see the beam that had the crack in it just shift over and then it moved right back into position. So the man would tell the operators what's going on, what they, what he saw from his video and they had to shut the ride down. And on Monday they did do an investigation at Carowinds to uh, just look at the beam. The Fury 325 will stay closed until inspections and repairs happen. Park officials have said it's one of the largest and tallest rides in a massive park that straddles the North and South Carolina state line. The North Carolina Department of Labor has inspectors on site who are working to gather more information. The agency said midday Monday, we will be able to make a full assessment and provide further information as it becomes available. Safety always has been and always will be our top priority. Do I think that's the case? Yes. Do I think that they wanted a lawsuit on hand? No. But when you look at that roller coaster and you see that it already had a crack in it, I wonder how long it would have been before something massively would have happened. Because again, the man that took a video of this roller coaster ride, in the video, you already see the crack was already there. It was already there. I don't know whether it's whose job it is to like look after these roller coaster uh, rides. 
to make sure they're up to date, they have no cracks in the foundation, and all these type of things. I know there will be accidents that's going to happen at an amusement park because sometimes rides will malfunction. They're going to do their own thing. It's going to happen. You just hope to God that your uh, loved one or people that you know just isn't on that roller coaster ride or just ride in general. But for this, this was no excuse to be completely honest. This is supposed to be your big ride. It's supposed to be one of your main attractions here. I would think that before the um, park even opens, you have people looking at the beams, looking at the rides to make sure everything is at least safe enough that you can at least put people up there. And what I mean by enough, there's no cracks, there's no none of that. Um, you can fine-tune this and get this done quickly or just enough so that it will at least be safe to ride that's what i mean but for that crack to be there in that beam i don't understand how you were able to miss that i just think that people were just in so much in a rush to open up the amusement park because it's fourth of july weekend they want to create that get that cash flow they want to get that revenue that they personally do not care now having said that i hope that all the other amusement park um, rides, all the amusement park uh, places take this video and take this situation as a precaution, as a note that, hey, we probably need to look at our rides day by day just to make sure there's nothing going wrong. And if there is, we probably need to shut it down because if something happens, we are held liable because people are going to record because their family members are on a ride, because they want them to live out that experience over and over again, and probably just to show them, hey, you're on this ride, and just get that uh, map down. But when something like this happens, and it could end, like, end up in tragedy, um, it just proves that the amusement park was, well, they, they're liable for it. So, again... Amusement parks, I hope you guys take advantage of this and, and learn from this and just look after your rides because you don't want to have a lawsuit on your hands. And you don't want people to lose loved ones on a park, at an amusement park, on a ride that you just want to generate money for you. But anyway, that's that for that. And now I have a clip to introduce us into our final topic. But it appears that cocaine has been found at the White House. And it wouldn't be a thumping July 4th weekend without Hunter Biden ripping lines off of a bust of Teddy Roosevelt. A mysterious white powder was discovered in the West Wing on Sunday, prompting a hazardous materials call to the fire department. I wish I was making this up, but it's true. Newsmax can confirm the powder is presumed by the fire department to be cocaine. It was sent to a lab for further analysis. Hunter, I can tell you, was at the White House on Friday, leaving with his father for Camp David. Sadly, he may have forgotten his party favors, which is unfortunate. Imagine having to hang out with Joe Biden for four days sober. Now, that's a long weekend. Now, I just want to get this out of the way. This story is true, as it was recovered by the Washington Post. The title of it would say the Secret Service investigating suspicious substance found in the White House. The U.S. Secret Service is investigating a substance that prompted a brief evacuation when it was found Sunday evening inside of the White House, according to law enforcement authorities, in a 
preliminary test, the substance, a white powder, indicated positive for cocaine, according to an official familiar with the investigation and the recording of a dispatch from a D.C. fire crew that responded to the incident. Now, I'm not certain if this is Hunter Biden, but with the photos and information that we do know about Hunter Biden, uh, it's possible that it could be his. But I'm not saying that it is. It just could be. But am I surprised that there's cocaine found in the White House? No. You have a lot of people constantly working in the White House. Certain people, they need to take the edge off if they feel that the job's too much for them or they're just finding themselves just being astounded by the White House and they just need to just brace themselves because, well, it's the White House and they might need something just to take the edge off. They just might do, well, that substance. Now, I'm not promoting it. Never will. It's not my business. Um, but it is what it is. Am I surprised by it? No. I think a lot of things happen in the White House. I think a lot of uh, substance abuse gets uh, used in the White House from past presidents and probably even past uh, crew members that work inside the White House. So am I surprised by this? No. But for this to become a story, well, I understand why, because it's Joe Biden. You don't think that an old guy like him is using that kind of substance. And with his son being, well, having the reputation that he has, well, it's easy to kind of have this be a story and this be something that people pay attention to. Now, what did surprise me was that I don't remember this being mentioned on any of the news programs in the morning or even in the afternoon. So I don't know if there's just still waiting no more information to come out or not, but I found this highly interested and intriguing because, as I said before, 4th of July weekend, it's time for parties, so... Yeah, somebody was probably doing a little pregame before they started getting to their official parties later in that day. But yeah, cocaine was found at the White House. So yeah, that's happened this weekend. Now, my time is almost up. Time for some self-promotion to get us out of here. I want to say, um, if you have not listened to my Sunday podcast, it's called Changing of the Guard. It is available right now. If you are a wrestling fan and you listen to professional wrestling, I have my episode, Wrestling Highlights of the Week, available now, as well as the Money in the Bank uh, review that happened this past Saturday. Great event. I will say if you have the Peacock uh, app and you're a subscriber, go and watch it. It is great from top to bottom. It's a real fun time. Now, with that all out of the way, it's time for Song of the Week for this week. And the Song of the Week for this week is Royce the Five Nines cocaine is a great storytelling uh song about a man that overcame cocaine and i think that um people that are trying to overcome anything i think this is the perfect uh song for you to listen to now having said that song of the week royce the five nines cocaine Solo.
working, handed me his key, told me go look in the car. So I went out there to look for what he asked me to get. I was checking all the seats, but the only thing I saw was a bag of cocaine. Was too solid. He ain't never tell a lie. I went in to tell him about it. He said, Oh, that must be God. He worked with me at the job. I said, Oh, and walked away. He said, Oh, before you go, make sure you don't tell your mom about the cocaine. Uh, me and little homie, we was walking to the store. It was right there on the corner. Then we seen him got his homies. He was wrapped up in the bagger. He was looking really cold. Then he asked us for some change. Then he asked us if we know who had the cocaine. Cocaine. I'm losing my mind trying to figure out how did I inherit so much pain. I drink a lot of alcohol, problems with the law, but I have done better or the same. Daddy never tried. Cocaine. Daddy never tried. Cocaine. Cocaine. Father's only next logical step was to go to rehab. And that's exactly what he did. He went to rehab and got completely clean. He hasn't been a drug in over 20 years. He did that for himself, but he did that because he didn't want to lose us. Strong man. Let's talk about how much I respect my pop He been through so much in life We ain't never had a lot We just had each other's back That was really all we need Pop, I love you unconditional And thanks for loving me more than cocaine My father tells me over cocaine Cocaine uh. I'm proud to say that I'm an addict Who inherit your pain 